With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I want to gamble. I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Pay him. Pay that man his money. Woo-hoo! Big bet for a big man! Sure you don't want to save a few bucks for the buffet? Welcome to the Fabulous Big Bet Podcast, part of the DWZ Fantasy Sports Network. And here are your hosts, Memphis at DWZ Memphis and Dr. Kyle at DWZ underscore Dr. PT. And now, to the fabulous Big Bets. Here's an idea. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet, and we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. You got lucky there. Yep, it was luck. So, that's it then. Hmm? Just like a young man coming in for a quickie. I she'll so unsatisfied. you, Tom Brady, you fat bitch. I hope you cry. <laughs> I do cry, too. Jared Goff throws a football like he's got a in his pants. Todd Gurley is a snowflake loser, bitch. <laughs> Good Lord. Jarvis Landry has a three-inch penis, confirmed by multiple reports. T.Y. Hilton is a He just me over in fantasy. him. You know you don't have to draft me, right? What's happening, everybody? Happy Thursday, or if you're watching live on YouTube, happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Big Bet Podcast presented by the DWZ Football Network, and tonight we're going to look at the upcoming divisional round of the NFL playoffs, but he's back. He's not in Texas. He's in his quiet little apartment in New York City. He is the dirtiest player in the game today. He is Dr. Kyle Bowser. Kyle, what's going on, man? Memphis, you call me the dirtiest player in the game, and I feel about as dirty as I felt all goddamn football season. And, you know, to cap it all off, it was with that a dirty poop brown Browns win on Sunday night, man. Um, all is good, though. It's, uh, you know, we, we were just chatting before the show, just how hard it is to, to predict this sport one game at a time. These small sample sizes of small sample sizes and momentum and moving variables. But, man, it's – I love the challenge. I love thinking about it. I love trying to figure it out. And I mean, I think we can only go up this week. What do you th- What do you think? As I've told you many times, you cannot fall off the floor. I've tried. I've been so drunk and hungover that I woke up with like two fists full of shag carpet just trying to hang on for dear life. That's kind of how I feel after last week, man. I feel like I've been knocked around. Feel like I had one too many. We're gonna uh, we're gonna recap the weekend. Just want to make sure let you know what's on tap and uh, what we've recently got going on. So tomorrow night live on YouTube, I will be doing the next edition of the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor. That's where I bring on a listener. We review their Dynasty roster and look to get them uh, back on track. Last week's show was a recap with Ryan. Uh, between the time of our first visit last summer. And the season, he turned that team into a championship contender. So if that's something you're interested in, tune in on YouTube tomorrow, and we can tell you some ways that uh, we can work together. It's the only show in the Dynasty space that makes you, the listener, uh, my co-host for the given night. Uh, and maybe if I like you, I can replace Dr. Kyle with you. And th- th- there will be no DFS on this show. Our boys, Tyler and Lou from the Fantasy Hot Read, will be back on Saturday around lunchtime. Uh, to, to get you guys prepared for the Saturday and Sunday slate, they did your real solid last week. And I'll be back with the people's prop cast. Hey, at least, hey, Kyle, at least I haven't messed up the prop cast. I got that going for me. You are, you are, you're the prop guy. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm always I'm, on you. Yeah. I'm Nick Propa Giorgio. I'm Mr. <laughs> I'm Mr. Propadopolis, man. I, I like Propzilla personally, but Propzilla. I, I will, the people will allow Propzilla. I went two and one. Got, I, I will be honest. I got a little lucky with the Chris Carson one. 
It was over or under 82 and a half combined. It was, at, yeah, it, was, it was at 83. He takes a backwards rush, loses a yard, and cashed several tickets. The Russ completion one was easy. The Tom Brady one was a head scratcher. We're going to talk about that when we get mm-hmm. into the body of the show. And mm-hmm. uh, so I've told you what's coming up with the DFS show, the PropCast show, and the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor show. And then just last night, Jerry and I on the Dynasty Warzone reviewed our staff rankings for the wide receiver position. So it's basically our first edition of staff rankings post-NFL season and pre-free agency. Those Dynasty rankings could change depending upon – you know what happens in free agency if Allen Robinson lands in say Houston and Deshaun Watson comes back you got to think about it where where do you move him up so uh that was a great show with Jerry we'll be doing running backs next week so there you go no five star reviews between last night and today but remember I can't do your review if you don't leave it we love covering them here on the show and Dr. Kyle I will uh, confer with the group here at the DWZ We'll do some kind of uh, some kind of contest. We gave away a DK Metcalf jersey earlier in the season. We are like a handful of subscribers on YouTube away from 100 subscribers on YouTube, which is pretty cool. We've only been doing it for a couple of months, and then we're like four reviews away from 200 reviews. So maybe when we hit both of those milestones, we'll do some kind of a giveaway. We'll do a, a giveaway. Uh, of something uh, we'll give we'll give away that guitar behind you what do you think hell no oh you're gonna give me that dr evil how about no how about you don't scotty don't scotty don't well we're not giving away a guitar but we'll give away something when we get to 100 youtube subscribers and 200 reviews for the podcast Uh, my twitter handle is at dwz memphis his is at dwz underscore dr pt but if you're not a social media person, you can reach us at DynastyWarzone at gmail.com. Again, DynastyWarzone at gmail.com. But hook us up, guys. Hook us up with a rating and a review so that we can continue to grow this. We're, we have got the off-season schedule locked in and uh, going to be three to four shows a week during the off-season. We have rookies. We have full dynasty And Dr. Kyle and I will be bouncing around with some gambling content. Let's get into it, man. Five-minute open. How about that? You know, we we took that review very seriously a month or so ago. All right, real quick, this first segment brought to you by Viridian Global. That is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone. And they have got sweet hats. Uh, The hats have been the big seller right now. People love a good ball cap. We have the dad hat, similar to the hat I have on tonight. I'm rocking my Boston Red Sox hat, but it's that soft, comfy. It doesn't have like that ten, that that ten gallon hat look of like a you know like Jerry rocks in the, on the Dynasty War Zone. But we've got tees, we've got tanks, we've got the TJ Hockamania shirt. We have Aaron Dodgers. We have uh, we have a lot of stuff over at Viridian Global, and you can check them out at ViridianGlobal.com. That is V E R I D I A N Global.com. And uh, get with my boy, Matty Big Chest, at Matty Big Chest on Twitter. He might be able to uh, hook you up with a promo code. So uh, let's get into this, man. Uh, do you want to take your beating first, or, or shall I take mine? I'll go first because my beating is not as bad as yours, so I'll just warm the, the crew up. Um, yeah, what a bloodbath. But I at least hit my six-pointer last week. I was on the Washington football team uh, earlier in the week. They were at both nine. I got them at nine, and then they moved to eight and a half. Um, used them, used them in some teasers as well, which didn't go as well because, well, when I get to my four pointer, we'll talk about that. But, uh, you know, the, the, the game script didn't go as I expected. I thought it was going to be, uh, I also liked the under in that game. It wasn't in my top six, but you know, that was the, uh, the core correlatory, no, the correlational, um, play there would be if you like when you, when you need me, me of all people to explain words to a doctor, we are in real trouble. Forget the bets for just a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna to... check. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get my McKenzie on. I think cor. I don't think corollary is the right word there. It it, it correlation, works I... correlation. C O R R E L, elation. I don't know. Keep going. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. By the way, I like how you come in strong. So hold on. I'm gonna give you one real quick. I was styling out there like a champion. Yeah. All right. So you got in your six pointer. You're styling like a champion. What about the rest? The five pointer was uh, I took the Colts Bills over fifty one. 
that was a push because I got it at 51. Man, um, that game, there was a lot of points left on the field. It, that that last Bills drive, Josh Allen, that I, it felt like at least they were going to get a field goal and at least the over was a lock because um, I also had the Bills covering six and a half in that game. And as, the, as it got into the fourth quarter, it's like there's almost no way they cover six and a half. At best, it was going to be six, even if it went to overtime, because I don't think there was going to be any extra points kicked. Um, and Josh Allen took that like 15-yard loss, and then that drive was dead, and the Colts got the ball back, yada, yada. Um, my four-pointer was Steelers minus six, and woof, 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 woof. Holy hell. Um don't have much to say there. I, I didn't watch the game. I just know I went to check updates and people were texting me. They're like, what's happening? I, I'm like, what do you mean what's happening? The game started like 10 minutes ago. Is there already something happening? And before you know it, the Browns were up, what, 21 and then 28 nothing. And the Steelers, I guess, still made it a game in the second half, um, but lost there. Lost on the Rams, Seahawks under 42 and a half. I'll tell you what, if there's ever a killer of unders, uh, or it, really just momentum killers of a game, if you like a side and on the other side, there is a pick six or a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. Oh man. That, and like, that's what you can't account for in these spreads. Like these spreads are accurate. Like I, you know, I think they talked about it on straight out of Vegas. Like you still like Steelers minus six against the Browns without Stefanski. If Stefanski, if it happens again, just banking on that atrocious opening happening again. But that was, you know, that, that, that one in 10 or one in five, whatever you want to call it. It happens one in 10 or one in five times. And we, Sometimes they're on the wrong side of that. You know, I, I was not, you know, expecting, you know, when you have backup quarterbacks, like we had John Walford start the game for the Rams, and then you had Tyler, is it Tyler or Taylor Henneke start for the football team? Those guys are supposed to help the under in that they're not as proficient in the offense and they're supposed to help right. drive scoring down. But you also don't take into account that they, they could create turnovers. Now, neither one of these guys did. Wolford got hurt too early. Heineke played <laughs> played the game of uh, of his life. And, so, and, so, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. So you know what's funny about the uh, so when when Wolford went down because I was watching that game and Wolford like the Rams offense was looking good moving the ball. I'm like, wow, the Seahawks might be in trouble. And then Wolford went down and Goff came in. I was like, okay, I think my under's still alive. Like, and there there were comments. It was that uh, was that a. I forget who was announcing that game, if it was Joe Buck and Troy Aikman or not, but there was they they made this sort of left-handed comment uh, at the beginning of the game where it was like, you know, we really like what John Wolford brings to this Rams offense, and so does Sean McVay because it, it makes his his uh, offensive coordinating his play calling job easier. Like, what? So what does that say about Jared Goff? Like, if if bringing in your backup makes your play calling easier, like, and then so so Goff came in, I was like, this is going to be great. Goff at less than a hundred percent. And also probably, I don't know, it, it just felt like he had a lack of confidence at the end of the year and him coming into a bad spot was going to blow him up. But they, you know, they ran the ball and they stuck to the game plan. And that defensive touchdown was huge for them. Yeah, well, I, I knew uh, I had the under as well. So I was out to, uh, I was out at dinner with a couple of my buddies. We uh, we all have January birthdays. And so we we meet up and we, we, we catch some some dinner and we happen to be watching the game. And I saw the pick six by Williams. And then like two or three two or three plays later, Russ goes over the top to the bomb to DK Metcalf. And I was just like, fuck. I, mean, I, didn't, I, I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't even know what else. You're stealing poop sandwich from Jerry. But yeah, I'm, <laughs> you know, I, and, and I lost on the under on the, the Rams and Seahawks too, obviously. Yeah. Uh, as a guy who does uh have a I don't know like a like a certain low key affection for the Rams and Jared Goff, I thought it was a big fu moment for Jared Goff. He's sitting over there looking at his thumb. One of them oh, looks yeah. like looks like the size of like a like a hot dog. I mean, this thing's all swollen and, and like he's you're a doctor, you know what I'm talking about. He's sitting here staring at him. Oh yeah. All of a sudden I, it's like you got no knuckles. Yeah, I mean, it looks like like a baby. You know how babies have like those inverted knuckles. Their their thumbs and fingers are so fat, yeah. like they're, they're and that, that's what he looked like. And then he, and, and you know he he made the nice connection to Cup, and Cup did go back and get the ball, and then he made that game ceiling touchdown pass to Robert Woods. And I was, I thought I thought if anything that gave Jared Jared Goff all of his all of his swagger back, and oh, he's he, wanting he, to start. He needed that so badly. I, I'm, I'm so happy for him for it. Yeah. As a doctor, because this is what you do. Yeah. 
so you saw his thumb. Obviously, you don't have privy to x-rays and, and what yeah. happened. You know, he's going to have, let's see, he's played on Saturday, playing on Saturday again this week. Is seven days, obviously the swelling will go down. Uh, he'll be, I think it's 19 days at this point removed from surgery. In, in your in your best, but yet limited with limited information, what do you think the condition of that thumb will be? And uh, anything on Wolford's neck? Because I heard today on Fox Sports Radio that if Goff is the starter, the line is seven. But if Wolford is the starter, the line goes to eight and a half. So, oh, so, so who do you project as the potential starter based on what you can tell? No, and like I said again, yeah. this is not me putting Doctor Kyle on the spot. This is Doctor Kyle being a very intelligent guy. Don't ever tell him I said that, but being a very intelligent guy in this area, but also asking for an educated guess. So, I, so I, I don't know what like what is Wolford's injury? Is it just neck strain? Uh, dude, all I know is I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I'm a I'm a production facilities manager, but I know okay. when a son, I know when a son of a bitch goes out on a stretcher with a neck brace on, he's either suing for whiplash or some kind of shenanigans, or he really jacked up his neck. I'm going to lean yeah. toward he really jacked up his neck. I don't know how they could let him play, but allegedly he's on track. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I think as far as what the uh, what this means for the game this week, uh, I think like look, Goff managed to be more than competent this past week, and I I think probably him not starting was that there was any question mark at all, and it was a playoff game. It's you know there's very very little risk to be taken, um, so I would project that maybe he was somewhere around. 75% probably going into this past week's game. And it is very feasible that you can get from seven. I, I, so he's probably 75% on Saturday, probably woke up feeling a little bit closer to 65% on Sunday, but assuming he's got the right team of individuals around him and he's doing all the, you know, all of his homework and whatever modalities, soft tissue, isometrics, anything to get swelling down, anything to get mobility and strength up between now and Saturday, it's very feasible that he then gets to 90%. And so, so what I heard about this game past Saturday, which, you know, Michael Lombardi had his inside source that was an inside source that said that line was not going to change regardless of Goff or Wolford started. And so that leads me to believe like, okay, Goff and Wolford aren't the same quarterback at all. Like you, even if you hate Goff, he's at least been a good starting quarterback for years in the NFL. Um, so you, it, it was that Goff at probably somewhere between 70, 75% equals John Wolford and how teams game plan for that. And so you saying that there's a one and a one and a half point difference for this upcoming week. I mean, now we have Wolford's injury, so that muddies the, the number waters too, but I, it just, I, I think Goff is probably much closer, but won't be a hundred percent and any surgery, it takes time to get to a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, it, I, I was, I was shocked. It, it's a throw, a throwing hand thumb. Like, very important, especially a guy's got he's got small hands. Like that's that's not like a joke. Like that's he's got like measurable. baby like, like 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 baby hands. He's like yeah. Joe baby Joe baby hands Burrow. Exactly. But, you know, I also took a took a loss on the Tennessee and Baltimore over fifty four and a half. I thought, man, these guys have you know put up a ton of points the last two years. I wasn't expecting a, a sub thirty five point performance out of those two. The one that I really caught off guard, and I tell you, he was he retained his job today. But I was very dissatisfied with was Matt Nagy. I was hmm. very, I mean, you know, Mitch, Mitch wasn't great, but you know, is it Wims? Not Mims. Wims drops Wims, the yeah, touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was brutal. Touchdown. That was was that, brutal. And that it felt was, like one of those plays that changes the game too. Like absolutely. if that hits, Mitch is a different quarterback the rest of the game. It misses, and then Mitch is that guy the rest of the game. That one that's like, if we only had that one play, like I just I don't, don't think. For me, it was the play calling. To me, the play calling oh, yeah. was, was atrocious. Okay, so so they're throwing the ball a little bit on first down. I'm like, okay, cool, thumbs up. I, I like that. And then they would they would go incomplete pass on first down, and without fail, without fail, the next play was David Montgomery for a two yard dive against like, the uh... against the one of the top top five rushing top seven rushing yeah. defenses in all the league. Yeah. Well, Orleans was seven this year. I mean, here's the thing. If I can see this sitting on my couch in Indiana, what the f do you think the defensive coordinator for the Saints thinks you're going to do? It was just horrible. I, I didn't think the game plan by the Bears was good at all. 
I don't think they they I still I mean the season's over. How could you not get Mitch Trubisky more involved in the running game? You know he's a limited passer, but he's a pretty good athlete. Why are you not putting this guy, you know, I don't know. I just I don't understand this fascination with forcing him to be a drop back passer. It's beyond be mind blowing. Interesting to think to look into. And I don't know. Like so so Nagy was the play caller through what, like ten weeks this year, and they handed it over to some other Bill, guy. To Bill Lazor. And and, and still then Tr- Trubisky started running the ball like five to seven times a game, and then he doesn't run it this game. Like, do you think Nagy's Nagy's hand uh like fingerprints are on this this game plan more than they were the past four or five games? It feels like if his fingerprints were on the game plan, they're probably coated in Cheeto dust. That's the level. That, that's the level. That's the level of a Mensa member we're dealing with here yeah. in, in Chicago. Again, you're you're playing one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFC. I, I like the Packers quite a bit as well, and you just refuse, just absolutely refuse to put this guy who we know is limited. We know he's limited in a position where he can succeed. Now, I know they lost Tariq Cohen. That didn't have, uh, you know, on the season in total. But it's just mind-blowing. I, I, I'm going to be very curious to see what the Bears do in the offseason with the QB position. But, man, we're, we're, we're pretty deep into this. Uh, I also pushed on the Buffalo Indy game because I had it at 51. If you got that closer to game day, you got it at 50 and a half or you got it at 50 straight up. I think I may have even saw a 49 and a half here or there, and you got home. Uh, a lot of people lament the field goal that Frank Reich didn't kick in the, the first half. I, I just think that there are times, especially when you're on the road, you yeah. you, you know, I, I liked the fact that he went for it. I didn't like the series of play calls that went up but there. I, I, yeah. I didn't like the, the halfback pitch that lost two yards, and then I didn't like the – That was brutal. I'll never I, I did, understand I that like play call that. in short yardage situations. Just line them up behind Quentin Nelson. Like yeah. one of like I think it's like him and Deion Sanders are like, you know, the, the guys who start their career with three straight all-pro selections in the league. Line it up with your rookie running back who's been kicking ass the last half of the season. Put him behind your all-pro guard – and go for broke. Take two shots from there and see what happens. But the crack back and I just, I didn't, again, I didn't mind going for it. I just didn't like the two plays. That, I mean, that, that well, and, and Pittman, Pittman very well could have caught that ball. It should, he shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have been in, in that position to have had to yeah. caught it. He, yeah. he, it should have been, it should have been JT for two. So, yeah. so there's our recap. It was, a, let I, me, let, I had let, one more, I had one more good one. I had the Ravens minus three as my, uh, that was my, my, my fifth ranked or two pointer. I, I was all on the Ravens this week. So I, I, I had the lean to the Ravens. My, my leans were great. My leans last week were five and one, but my actual bets, not so here. I will summarize my big bets for you from last week. You were cold as ice. I was cold as ice last week, man. So uh, we're going to get right back up on the horse, but we want to make sure to let you know that our first two games, we're going to cover the Saturday games presented by mybookie.ag. This is the place if you're looking for action and you live in a municipality where action is just not maybe uh, copacetic yet. Uh, we're looking forward to the day where everyone can get down on sports. But until then, if you're, if you're looking for a great friend, uh, Hook up with my man, Dr. Kyle, and he can hook you up with mybookie.ag. I know that is the book that you use there in New York City with no problems. And they, they, they treat you real well. Um, yes, you and I have no talked about this. Uh, no issues on deposits, no issues on withdrawals anytime that you've needed anything. It has been very good to Dr. Kyle. So, uh, if you're looking for a place to get some action down and you don't want to go down to the local bar or car dealership to uh, settle up every Tuesday, you want to you want to move into the 2020s, you just want to do it all on your phone, do some, some app-based, some computer-based gambling, man, get connected with MyBookie. And if you're listening to the podcast, just hit pause. There is a hyperlink to the sign-up page with the promo code DWZMemphis. It will get you a fifty percent deposit match up to a grand. So real simple. You don't you 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 deposit a hundred, they're going to match it with fifty. You're going to have a hundred and fifty in your account. You can do your own math from there. 
but just go over to mybookie.ag and enter the promo code DWZ Memphis. Or if you're listening on the podcast, just go into the show notes, one click, do the sign up thing, get your money transferred. Pretty easy stuff. You will be in action just like my good friend, Dr. Kyle here. Right, Kyle? You got it. You got it. So, man, you got it on. I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you get it on Saturday afternoon. I believe this is a four o'clock start time. We have the LA Rams going to the Green Bay Packers. Again, the current line on mybookie.ag is minus seven and a total of 46. Uh, I will let you get into this. Where did you, uh, did you have any rankings on the cider total in this game? So my fourth one, my my one point ranking. I I assumed we were switching to four because there's only four games this week, correct? Uh, we yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I I didn't like doing six. So on a side note, professional gamblers will tell you if you're betting more than two sides a week, that's too many. And yeah. we're do, we're doing this for the sake of a show. We're doing this for entertainment. We're handicapping it the best that we can. But it's hard to beat NFL lines, and the closer you get to game day the harder that line is going to be to beat. You know, you you got to get them early when they come out. Sometimes the look-aheads are a little bit off, but every it's kind of like a, like sharpening a knife or an axe. Every, you know, every time you you know you run it across that stone, it gets sharper. Every day you wait to make these bets, these lines get sharper and harder to beat. So, um yeah, they have it at 7. So, we're just going to, you know, we're just going to rank them what we like. Um we're going to give them four bets that we like. Uh, we're not recommending that you bet all of them. That would be a little reckless and haphazard. But we're going to put some uh, some handicap behind it. So uh, I'm going to let you fire first. So my my one pointer, you know, there was a little bit of a theme last week with, uh, I think, road dogs. The, uh, no, a lot of dogs covered last week. I think five of six. Um, and so I'm going. I'm going Rams plus seven this week. Uh, and that that seven is a key number. I think if it gets down to six, I'm not touching it. Or or at like six or six and a half, it's a very teasable Green Bay uh, Green Bay side. But with such a low total, which I think is already moving south, um, a low variance game. I really like what the Rams have done with their game plan, uh, especially uh, last week. Especially like they're running the ball very well. They have gotten healthier at offensive line. There are some question marks there. I know. Um, I think Whitworth was a, a limited practice and one of their guards was a limited or did not practice this uh, to, today. So you will want to keep an eye on that. But Cam Akers looks good. This offensive line looks good. But more than anything, I feel like this defense is playing with uh, just just 110% of, of effort and aggression. Um, you know, the the way this game stacks up for me is we have – so we have the Rams running game, and which in turn could really open up the play action, which, which has worked well for for Goff in uh, in the Goff and Good Gurley years when they had to the other defenses had to uh, stay honest against the run. They haven't had too much the past year, year and a half until Acres started breaking out, um, and I think that's correlated. Used used it correctly there, um, and so and, and Green Bay does not you know they're, they're not bad against the run. But they're also not good against it. And I wonder if there's some, you know, Green Bay was probably leading in a lot of games this year. I know they were leading in a lot of games this year. So probably many teams had to abandon the run to to play catch up. I don't see that happening in a game in a low total. Um, you know, I do wonder, yeah, obviously Green Bay has the bye. So like the, the question marks are like Green Bay is coming off of the bye. They're at home. We know that the the Green Bay grass is a, uh, a special surface that road teams can struggle to, to get footing on. we saw that with Tennessee against them, but it, it was snowy. Um, I just, well, I just apparently feel, Dr. Dr. Kyle knows a little bit about football, but he knows a lot about grass. I mowed a lot of lawns when I was younger Memphis. That was more of like a weed joke, but, but, but you know, keep, keep going with your <laughs> handicap. I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm just uh, jumping in on you. Yeah, I, I like it. I like you. I mean, I thought I thought you were going to give me some RJ DeFezic shit where it's like, oh, no. so you're a handicapper and you're this and you're that. Are you a landscaper in your spare time? Well, I got news for you, mister. You got yourself a cross bet on this one right here. You have action, my friend. I like Green Bay minus the seven. This is my three-star ranked bet. Uh, I would I lean to the under. I would be 100% on the under if Aaron Donald was 100%. Uh, 
uh, if you, and I have, uh, if you've ever had rib injuries in your life, it ain't, and, and you know this as a doctor, he's not going to be a hundred percent. And it, without him to, to create that pass rush, it makes me, uh, it makes me nervous. But I, like I said, why I lean the under, the Rams give up the fewest points in the regular season all year. They give up 18.5 points a game. The only team in the NFL to give up less than 300 points on the entire season. Um, I also like the under because the Rams rush the ball the 11th most in the league. 43.5% of their plays are rushing plays. They averaged 29.5 rush attempts per game. I think that number could even go up with uh, with Cam Akers being a little bit healthier and double that if John Walford is the starter because he's a bit of a runner himself. Uh, and Green Bay, Green Bay is 13th versus the rush on defense, you know, they kind of have this this misleading stat because they give up fantasy points to the running back, but they're not horrible. They're toward the middle. 13th is right there in that middle uh, third of the league. And Green Bay also rushes the ball more than you think. I bet you if I told you that Green Bay rushed the ball the seventh most on average in the league at 44.7% of the time, that would probably catch you catch you off guard. I think Walton's going to Not me. I did my research. Yeah, uh, I I think uh, I think Walford is going to start. I, I I everything I, I hear and I believe. And another reason why I like the under in this game is I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to turn the ball over the way that Russ did. So uh, I do believe Green Bay gets the best of them. I don't think this is a Chiefs situation. We'll get into that game here in just a minute. With is twenty days rest too much for for certain players? Green Bay didn't do that. They played their starters the majority of the game. I think they played almost all of it against the Bears because they were looking to lock up this bye. And for me, all this, you know, I I like, you know, we've seen Jared Goff. If he plays, we're going to see him play in the cold weather. If you ever saw the Chicago game or games where Goff plays in the cold weather, kid who went to Cal, guy who works in California, you put him in one of the coldest cities in America. And even though it doesn't look like, Horrible weather in Green Bay. There's about a 30% chance of uh, snow on Saturday evening. This is not a recipe for L.A. Rams. L.A. Rams need to have home field themselves to bring people into SoFi where the weather is good and the track is fast. I also like uh, – I don't like because he's one of my favorite players, but it's it's bad for L.A. that Cooper Cup is banged up, coming off some knee bursitis, although it looks like he's going to give her a whirl. I think between two beat up quarterbacks, a beat up defensive stud, and Aaron Donald, uh, a couple of things I will tell you on a prop bet. I'll give you this one for free. I won't do it on the People's Propcast. I already it'll be bet. free on the Propcast too, though. Don't worry. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll mention it as well. Well, they're they're, they're all free. This is <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the, 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 everything nice. everything's for free here on yeah. the, the 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 big bet. Uh, I've already bet. I think it was sixty seven and a half rushing yards for Cam Akers. I'm also peeping his uh, receiving prop. It is two and a half receptions uh, over his last, I think, four or five games. He's averaged no no less than three targets a game. Now, he's not hit three a bunch, but in a game where I think they're going to be behind, and what's the pass that Jared Goff can control? The short to intermediate passing game. That will include acres more, so I like his rushing, his receiving, and his reception props. I have bet the rushing yard wins, but you got yourself some action, Doctor Kyle. Standard, I like I'm, I'm, my question is for you. So, so, it, so you're so you like the under, but you like Green Bay to cover seven. So more or less, you you don't think the Rams can score eighteen and a half I, points. No, that, that's I, more or less what you're trying to say. Correct. I, I think okay. the final score of this game is is very similar to that Tennessee and Ravens game. I think you're going to okay. see a score of something like twenty four to ten. 24 to 13. I think the Rams are going to try to extend drives and limit the exposure of a risky game plan with Walford or golf with a hurt thumb. And they're going to try to keep Aaron Rodgers in check. And as we know, we've seen Aaron Rodgers play some really good defenses and nothing really stops my man at Aaron Rodgers. So you got yourself standard bet. Uh, we won't make anyone uncomfortable with me and Dr. Kyle's bet range. I am up one unit on him because he was a big fan of the Atlanta Falcons because he's a uh, sucker. I wasn't a big uh, fan of them. I was kind of a fan of them when I thought Julio was going to play, but we don't have to go down memory lane right now. All right, man. Julio told you to get the stretch. All right. This, <laughs> this, this, hey, yeah, that, that was a Bruno Mars reference. All right. <laughs> this next game is Baltimore at Buffalo. 
the, the primetime game. Check out the big brain on the NFL. How about that? You know, last week it wasn't enough to put Indy and Buffalo in primetime. We had to have them kick the game off. I'm actually really impressed with the NFL not putting not putting Green Bay in the primetime game with the big LA yeah. market in the big LA market. I'm I'm really impressed that they're putting Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. This is two of three of the four best young quarterbacks in the in the AFC. I mean, no offense to Baker, he ain't one of them, but Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, those are I'm four. Uh, he's in the NFC. The truth. The, <laughs> I'm sorry. The, I thought the, you were the, going with the draft class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. no, no, no. I, I am. Uh, I'm referring to the AFC. But this has got two of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL with Josh Allen and Lamar. The line again: Buffalo laying two and a hook, and the total is 50. I'll go ahead and run into this one real quick. The total over 50 is my two-star ranked bet this week. I know I got bit by. Baltimore last week, not covering the over against Tennessee. But this is part of the reason why I liked Baltimore last week to go over. Baltimore is the seventh highest scoring offense in the NFL. They scored 29.3 points a game. Buffalo is the second highest scoring team in the NFL. They score 31.3 points per game. That's 60.6 points of output out of these two offenses a game. The weather is not supposed to be bad at game time. Uh, I know there's talk of snow, but I, I did the hourly forecast. And there is, I mean, the the chance of precipitation that I saw is sub 10%. I think it said six. And the game's going to be in the low 30s. I think Buffalo, and the one thing I love about this over is that Buffalo has the firepower to come back from a 10-point deficit. You know, if, if Buffalo gets up 20 points, I think you, you'll see Lamar in uh, – in comeback mode. We saw this last year in the playoffs against Tennessee. And man, I, I just see this one finishing somewhere similar to that Colts. And I mean, we got to think that the Baltimore offense is better than the Indy offense. I don't think the Baltimore defense is going to play that much better than the defense that the Colts played last week. The Colts defense looked great. I mean, they really did. They gave that team every shot to win this game. And Buffalo, these two teams aren't great in yards per play. Buffalo is 15th at 5.5 yards per play, and Baltimore seventh on defense at 5.2. Uh, my only concern was that last week Baltimore only put up 20 points versus one of the worst defenses in the NFL in Tennessee. But I, I, I have more—I guess I, I have more faith in in the Buffalo offense and play calling than Tennessee. Tennessee sure. just seemed to be, you know. It's, it's, a, it's as if Mike Vrabel said, hey, you know what we did last year, Dr. Kyle? Last year we just ran yeah. the ball down their throat with Derrick Henry. And yeah. the Ravens, they, they didn't have a contingency plan there. They, they really did Especially because they went up early. They had that 10-point lead. And so that was probably even like confirmation bias to not ever change the game plan. It was and, – and, and the announcers kept saying it, the uh, – the if you get Derrick Henry 26 rushes a game there, you know, here's their awesome record. You know, I – I really like coaching. No, I'm, it's the worst. It's the worst. Correlation it's, does not prove causation. Yeah, exactly. Just be, those two things aren't mutually exclusive. No. And, and and you got to look at the fabric and the texture uh, of the game. That's where I, I think a coach like Sean McDermott and Brian Dayball, I think that's where they, they look at this and say, hey, you know what? If this isn't working, we're going to pivot to this. And they'll make better halftime adjustments than I think Tennessee did. So I like the over. If I had to lean to the side, I would lean to Buffalo minus the two and a half. Like I said, this feels very much like the Indy Buffalo game. If you told me the the score was a repeater at 27-24, not only does that get the over, but that means Buffalo covers. And that that's really what I feel. 28-31, 27-24, somewhere in that neighborhood. Not way over, not Cleveland-Pittsburgh over, but <laughs> over over enough to get the cheese. And if I had to lean to the side, I'm leaning to the uh, the, the the minus two and a half from Buffalo. What about you, man? What what, what do you uh, make of the handicap of this game? So uh, the total the total feels perfect because I was looking at it and it like very snap decision. I was like, oh, over fifty. Um, you know, Buffalo has been an over team all year. Baltimore has, you know, their offense has gotten hot late against some bad teams. But, you know, then watching Baltimore play last week, like, like to me, so you said, like, it, you don't think Baltimore's defense will do much better than Indy. I, I, I think it might be a little bit better. It's like Indy was not great on defense in the second half of the year. 
I don't know if we actually saw a much better Indianapolis Colts defense so much as a Buffalo Bills offense that maybe uh, doesn't run the ball so well. And I think they had a, I think they had a good game plan for Josh Allen, but I think Baltimore could just look at Indy's game plan and say, all right, we just got to keep Josh Allen in the pocket because what, what Josh Allen did in the last two minutes of that first half, like that was, that was mean. That was mean. Um, but I actually, my, my, my four point bet is, so I, I think it'll get back to three because right now my bookie is Baltimore plus two and a half uh, at, at even money plus 100. Um, so it's, it feels like the books are doing everything they can to avoid getting back to that opening number of three, which I wish I got it at. But, you know, it, it, to me, it feels like, you know, these teams go through this undulating period throughout the year. And I just feel like Baltimore is, is, is catching fire. And Josh Allen, like, he was great. He is great. He's a top three dynasty quarterback. He is, you know, a top five or six NFL franchise quarterback. But he almost got in his own way again at the end of this game, similar to what happened against Houston last year. And it almost felt like, like Buffalo was just like, okay, we just like we just got to get out of this one. And maybe that gets the monkey off their back. Maybe it was that they haven't won a playoff game in so long. They were at home. They had fans for the first time all season. There was that that anxiety, that pressure. But to let that Colts offense back into that game when it felt like, you know, they had all the momentum. Whereas the Ravens, like the Ravens were down, kept their composure. And in, you know, my dynasty group chat, they, like, it's like, you know, we're, we're like, Lamar's going to break one soon. He's going to break one soon. He's ready. And then sure enough, like five seconds later, 48 yards downfield. And you're like, holy shit, that guy is still an absolute animal. Um, and then from then on out, it was Ravens. Ravens the rest of the way they dominated the line of scrimmage uh Calais Campbell ba- being back was just huge for them because that's um you know my I worked with a player on the Houston Texans this year and you know we we just shoot the shit sometimes and no it's like you know he, he, he's a he's a linebacker like who's who's the hardest guy you've ever tackled and he's like he's like he never wanted to get in the way of LeGarrette Blunt. and I'm like okay so you play in Houston I'm like like what about Derrick Henry he's like he's a different style runner like he's very big he's but he's an upright runner and it's once he gets speed going downfield. If you get him at the line of scrimmage or close to it, he hasn't gotten the momentum up uh, to, to really be a big runner that you would expect out of like a Jerome Bettis, LeGarrette Blunt, Brandon Jacobs in his prime type guy. And then sure enough, the Ravens, like they, they hit him in or at the backfield over and over to the point where, you know, Tennessee was like, Huh. I guess we can't do anything else. So, you know, that's a, that's a lot of narrative stuff. I, I, the, the line feels right. Like, Baltimore's on the road. Um, I don't know. Road teams have been like road teams have have scored more points uh, than than home teams relative to the spread this year. So I I think that's a, a moot point at this point. Um, so uh, you know I, I want to get on this Baltimore Baltimore like they are they're flying like I want to get on it while it's hot uh, or while it's still catching steam before it gets too hot and the books catch up. Um, so four pointer, yes. I, it's it's good enough to take a two and a half. Like honestly, I'll probably grab the money line somewhere. Um, but if it gets to three, then it is surefire. Like you said, that twenty seven twenty four seems doable. I just think it might be a twenty seven twenty four or a twenty four twenty, and Baltimore's on the other side with a victory. Yeah, I my concern with Baltimore is that they could barely put up twenty points against. Like again, I, I mentioned this earlier against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. I, I mean, literally, and a. Marquise Brown is not going to be wearing out Tredavious White the way he wore out Adoree Jackson. It's apples and pomegranates as, as, as far as that goes. I, I I really see that Buffalo will be able to do enough on defense to limit uh, the 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 Ravens, but I just um, I see a superior game plan. In, in well, Buffalo. let me ask you, and this is one point I'm just thinking of now. So. Lamar Jackson. So we talked about this earlier in the year about familiarity on defense against Lamar Jackson. Have the Bills played Lamar Jackson? Do we know that it didn't happen mm, this year? I they they may have oh. they, they may they they may have, but we just you know Tennessee had beaten Baltimore twice, and that familiarity oh, didn't do anything yeah. for him. You know, same thing with Cleveland. You know, the couple of games before. The only team that's really gotten the best of Baltimore on a regular basis has been Kansas City. Yeah. And I, I, I'm just, how about this? I know John Harbaugh has won a Super Bowl. I think Sean McDermott's the better coach. Uh, I really like the matchup of a couple of good, uh, coordinators. You got was a Wink Martindale yeah. for, for the Ravens and Brian Dayball. 
for yeah. the for the the Bills. I think this is going to be a really good game and uh, really a uh, really good way to end Saturday night. But before we get into Sunday, I want to jump into our sponsor, Hate Brand Goods. Uh, you know, as you guys know, this is the athletic apparel brand that I rock. I've gotten Dr. Kyle here hooked. I'm actually hooked. wearing hooked, hooked. I mean, like, like my wife is like, how many of these shorts do you need? And I'm like, all of them. I was like, there's one pair that I can't get. I'm hoping he does like a retro, uh, the, they're called the Mexican blanket shorts. Gotta have them. You want the floral AF. I, um, I check the website at least twice a week. You have to. Um, they have a drop. They have a drop tomorrow. If you're listening to this on Thursday, they have a drop on uh, Thursday, the 14th at three uh, three p.m. Central, four p.m. Eastern. And even on the drop, you use promo code Memphis at checkout. You will save some money. Uh, they have got some really unique stuff on top of just athletic apparel brands. So go to the hviii.com. It'll come up in your in your search bar on Google. And man, check him out. Matt's a good dude. Um, he's got a podcast of his own. It's called Umso, U-M-S-O. And he's a really funny dude. He's also very introspective about uh, all things sport, weightlifting, fitness, and uh, just overall, man. So so check it all out over at thehate.com. And uh, i tell you who got some hate was Cleveland from Chase Claypool. What a, what a little... Uh, him, him and Juju Smith-Schuster too worried about being TikTok stars then why can't they keep their mouth shut in that i, I don't know there's wider seat like what are you doing like just just you should be playing like monday they should all be like on yachts or playing golf or like whatever just, like get, you're gonna lose that game that bad and then all you got to do is get on tiktok and be like oh we're gonna get club next week like really but, but but who does that serve it, it serves nothing but your fragile little ego because you got beat yeah. by but anyway, anyway uh, I am not yeah, a Cleveland Browns right. fan, but I uh, and I, and I don't play one on this podcast. We got Cleveland at Kansas City. This line's nine and a half. Now it opened at ten. It has since dropped, which makes sense. Ten is a key. I number. think it's back at ten, actually. Okay, this I, I I wrote up this show sheet this afternoon. Yeah, uh, and the total is fifty six. Uh, I have nothing on this game. I lean to the under fifty six. I believe the Chiefs can do their part to get to to get to 56, but I don't, I'm not so sure about Cleveland. This game feels like your best case scenario is a push something like third, something like 35, 21. Obviously Cleveland's going to want to establish the run, but yeah. here's the thing. I just don't see Baker Mayfield in that offense, keeping up in a, in a NASCAR race against this Kansas city, you know, offense. And I also like it because Kansas city starters have not really played meaningful snaps in 20 days. So I think they're going to come out. They're going to be a little sluggish. I don't think Kansas City's going to spot them. I don't think Kansas City's first series of possessions is going to go turnover for a touchdown, punt, interception, punt, interception. If it does and Cleveland gets up 21, we saw last year in the playoffs against Houston and Tennessee, that that still wasn't enough. They actually went on to cover both of those games. So do they get beat by 10 points? I, I don't know. But this game, to me, like I said, it feels somewhere in the neighborhood um, 35-21. Um, I think Kansas City, you know, they, they have eclipsed 30 points only twice in their last six games. So it's not like they've been exactly setting the scoreboard on fire. If I had to lean, if I had to, lean to the total, I will just lean to Cleveland plus the 9.5. My, my prediction on the final score of this game is 31-23. I think it'll be a slow first half for Kansas City. I think they'll get it going. And uh, Kansas City has only covered once in their last eight games. I'm not necessarily sure that they cover here. I think Cleveland puts up a fight. But I think the minute that they, if they get down by 10 or 14 points and the game is solely on the shoulder or more like the arm of Baker Mayfield, it makes me really nervous. But I do think Cleveland under Stefanski can keep this one a little bit close, and I think you see a much more uh, a much more conservative game plan with Stefanski back in the lineup. Because how, how do you beat a high scoring offense? I'm a Colts fan. I remember seeing Bill Belichick and a lot of teams do this to Peyton Manning when he was in Indianapolis. I saw the Colts re- return that favor to Aaron Rodgers in the game where the Colts played Aaron Rodgers. I think he was on the field for like eight eight to ten minutes all of the second half. How yeah, do you do it? Long, long, grinding drives with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. 
I, I lean to the under, and I and, and I think the under. You like this word now; it's your new word. I think if you like the under, like I do, you have to like the uh, Cleveland plus the nine and a half. I think the 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 under and Cleveland are correlated. There you go. But I wouldn't be getting down on either one of these games. I um I got Cleveland as my my three pointer plus ten. Um, and, and you you pretty much hit the nail on the head of as far as what I think will happen. Uh, again, like everybody's like, oh, I'm afraid of the Chiefs. I'm afraid of the Chiefs, and I'm afraid of the Chiefs too. But like, we're afraid of the Chiefs from 2019. We're not really afraid of the Chiefs from 2020. And I don't know what's all that different. You know, we talk about Super Bowl hangovers, like the you know the 49ers from last year, the Falcons from the year after that, the Eagles since they won the Super Bowl, they can't beat anybody outside the NFC East. And I wonder if the Chiefs were just so good, so good last year that their Super Bowl hangover just moves them from one to like a very mediocre still one. Um, but again, we haven't seen the Chiefs really put away a team in a very long time. And it just, it feels like a good matchup. Just like I like the Rams matchup against the Packers. I like that Cleveland runs the ball really well. I think they can establish the run early against a Chiefs team that hasn't stopped the run uh, all season. Uh, you know, they're not the worst in the league, but I think they're in the bottom 10. Uh, let me check my numbers. Crunching, crunching, crunching. Kansas City was 24th overall. Um, so, yeah, bottom eight as far as stopping the run, which is interesting for like for a team that won 14 games, you would think that, you know, like like this is what I brought up with like the Packers run defense. They probably didn't have to face that many rushing attempts. And I'll look that up in a second. Um, like the why are teams running the ball so much against the Chiefs if if the Chiefs are so good and they're playing from so far ahead all the time, like like we have ingrained into our heads. Um, and again, like you said, like lots of rest. I I like teams that have maintained some momentum. I also think like. Okay, so the Chiefs the Chiefs knew they were going to play the worst team to win in the AFC this past weekend. But I bet nobody was expecting it to be Cleveland. So, you know, maybe there was some game planning going for the potential to play uh, Baltimore again, a team they're familiar with, or Tennessee. Uh, I, I just think, you know, if there was any before this weekend work to be done, it wasn't towards Cleveland, especially the second we found Stefanski wasn't going to play and, you know, an old lineman was going to be out this and that. Um, and now Cleveland gets their, their, their guy back. They get, they get Stefanski back who very much could be coach of the year. If not, he's, he's in the running for it. Um, and again, like if this, this might be a game where like, I'll pro like, like I'll bet it's my three pointer. I'll bet Cleveland plus 10. I think I already have, um, but I'm going to watch the first five to 10 minutes very closely. And if I see things I don't like from the Cleveland offensive side of the ball, um, and the Chiefs look like they're moving it. I might try and figure out a way to hedge, but otherwise, um, you know, ten points a lot of points. Like, yeah, if if Kansas City gets up twenty-one nothing, I'm aft. Like, but it, it could happen in any game. But I just don't see Kansas City getting out to a hot start against a team they had no idea they were playing until late Sunday night. Um, and I think, yeah, so start. Uh, I probably have repeated a few things now, so I'll leave it at that. And again, yeah, fifty-six. Fifty-six is such a such a high number. Um, you know, the, the only way I see it going over is so Kansas city throws the ball well, and they don't run the ball. Well, Cleveland stops the run, but they don't stop the pass. So like, like the, the, the matchups are very much like good offense against the defense. That's not great at it on both sides of the ball. Um, but you know, and then I play this philosophical game in my head, but if they know that, then they're going to do everything to do the other one, blah, blah, blah. Let's move on to the next game. Cleveland plus. 10. Yeah. I was, I was just going to let you keep going. I wanted to give you one of these. To the fucking point, because I don't know what you're talking about. I wanted to hit you with some Tony Soprano, but I was like, man, this motherfucker's on a roll, so we're just going to let him go with it. And I don't know I don't know where he's going, but we're going to go. The, the one analogy that I wanted to share with you was, uh, was I think it was Colin Cowherd who compared the, the Chiefs to the Golden State Warriors after they won their first championship. I believe mm -hmm. that was the 73 win and nine, 73 and nine season, and they were just kind of like kicking it. And they yeah. kept saying all throughout that, that, uh, NBA playoff series that, you know what, they're going to get it into gear. They're going to get it into gear. They're going to get it into gear. And that was the year that LeBron and Kyrie snuck up and got them. So yep. he, I, I thought that, well, I'm not a big basketball guy, but I remember that basketball <laughs> playoff. And I, I remember, 
I, I remember that that pretty vividly that uh the Kyrie shot and the LeBron block and everything and it just feels like uh like Kansas City kind of forgot where the accelerator is. so I agree with you I lean to the under as well I lean to Cleveland getting now ten we'll we'll call it ten for continuity on the show I have it at nine and a half this next game has two bets that I really like. I have Tampa Bay at New Orleans, uh, New Orleans laying three at home and a total of 51 and a half. It feels like these, these two Sunday games should have different totals. They should flip flop. They should trade. Uh, Tampa Bay plus three is my four star bet of the week. Uh, my favorite bet of the week and the over 51 and a half is my one star. First of all, I can't see Tom Brady losing three times to the, to the same defense in, in the same season. I know they got embarrassed a little bit in the second go around at home. Uh, Mike Evans, another week healthier with a knee issue. And the, the one, one thing on this offense for me, if you've been watching the last handful of Tampa Bay Buccaneer games, Antonio Brown has become a problem. He has become a big problem. He looks to be in football shape. The good kind of problem in Tampa yes. Bay, not the bad he, kind of problem in Oakland. He is ripping people up. On a dynasty side note, uh, I covered this on the Dynasty Warzone on Wednesday, you know, I, I really could think that if Tom Brady's coming back for one more year, I could see Tampa Bay letting Chris Godwin walk in free agency. It might sound blasphemous, but, you know, they still got to pay Tom. Are they going to re-sign Gronk at tight end? What are they going to do with Michael Evans? Who's, I mean, yeah, Mike Evans, who's got a huge contract. And you know Chris Godwin's not going to, you know, play cheap. He's at least going to want Odell Beckham Jr. Adam Thielen money, which is $14 million a year. So based, so based on the way AB's playing, I could see them saying, man, we like you, Chris, but we can't afford you. They can't afford the salary capping with guys like Julio and our, uh, um, uh, Amari, uh, Amari Cooper and Michael Thomas making $20 million a year. That's going to inflate the, the, the franchise tag number. So just on a side note, I thought I would bring that up as, as a way of you know also mentioning that Antonio Brown is playing like an absolute stud. So Tampa is third in the league versus the run and third in the league in QB pressure. What does that tell me? They're going to limit the ground game of Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray, and they're going to put all this pressure on Drew Brees. The Bears did not do a great job of getting pressure on Drew Brees, even though they had uh, Khalil Mack. And the reason why I like the over Tampa in their last six games have scored 31, 44, 47, 31, 26, 27. That's an average of 30 points a game. That means I would only need New Orleans to score 21 and a half. I think New Orleans will do more than their part. Um, this is a battle of the third best scoring offense versus the fifth. Tampa Bay is the third best. New Orleans is the fifth best. And they probably could have been better had Breeze played all season long. They scored 57 in game one, and they scored 41 in game two. But in game two, Tampa only had three points, and the Saints put up 38. So I definitely love the over 51 and a half here. But I like Tampa Bay. I don't think you're going to get the best of Tom Brady three times in a season. Um, it felt like he got that primetime monkey off of his back last week. And we could be seeing what could be the very last game of Drew Brees' career, but I am going to take Tampa Bay plus the three. Mm. Uh, I could even I could even see this coming down being something like a 31-30, a 27-28 game, where maybe Tampa Bay doesn't win outright, but that three gets me home. It's, it's a key number, and I love the over. I, I probably should have had that higher than my one star, but I definitely like those two numbers. What what do you have on this game, Dr. Kyle? So, so my two pointer is over fifty one and a half, and I, my my lean is Tampa Bay. Um, you know, I, I I had the same thought. I'm like, what are the odds the Saints can just bring the heat against Brady? Like, you know, I I was on Washington last week against Brady, um, thinking that it would also be an under game. You know, we we liked the Brady under props, uh, but there this the Brady Arians offense the past six games or whatever you mentioned all those points in it's different. It is different. We can't stop saying that it was bad defense they were playing against because that Washington defense, like like Gronk blocking Chase they, Young. They, like, an they annihilate. I mean, I was stunned to see Washington, who was like the number two team in the league in quarterback pressure and sacks, were able to get very little pressure on Tom Brady up the middle. All week long, you heard about the four first-rounders on yeah. the offensive line, and they couldn't get pressure up the middle. They couldn't get nope. pressure – 
Um, they have that offensive lineman, Ali Marpet, who hasn't allowed a sack in like 18 games. They got the rookie, Tristan, Tristan Weirfs, who is just a man. You mentioned Gronk. Hey, you wonder why Cameron Brait's getting loose for a couple of catches, including a touchdown? Well, it's because Gronk will stay in and do the dirty work and block, you know? I love uh, that. Like, I, I, I just love a guy scary like, that will just like play the role of like, like, I'm sure like he, he just like wanted Chase Young to come up to him and be like, just like, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, you are, you are not getting to Tom Brady. Like, I just feel like Gronk is that type of animal who just wants that challenge. Like, like screw stats. Like, at this point, you know, he came back for a Super Bowl. He didn't come back to, you know, catch 12 touchdown passes and, you know, 1,000 yards again. Like, he's here for Brady. He's, he's here to win. And, like, I just love that in a player, especially a guy who, like, he catches some some flack for, for some things from time to time. Like, I thought that was so impressive. Yeah, so so you you also like Tampa Bay plus the three. That's a lean for you, and then it's you like the over as well. Yeah, I like I, the over is my two pointer. I just like I just wonder if there's something that like if New Orleans and Sean Payton. I don't I don't know if their defensive coordinator is right now. I probably should. Um, if there's just something they have their thumb on with the Bruce Arians offense and or Tom Brady, but um, either way, like you said, like. Like Tampa Bay, like in this, this. But, but hold on, hold on. But but wouldn't that have been the same narrative you would have put on the Tennessee Baltimore game? That two games in a row, Tennessee had beaten Baltimore, and you could have said that maybe there was something that Mike Vrabel and the defense in Tennessee just had something on Lamar. Uh, well, you know, uh, did did Baltimore reach their uh, expected team total for the game? I don't think they did. No, so, but, so but, I but, think they I think they stopped. All, I think it was just Baltimore was more prepared on defense for the Tennessee offense. And I think the Tampa Bay offense, especially the way that it's clicking right now, is going to be much more prepared for for, for the New Orleans defense. Like you said, um, is it Cameron Jordan or Jordan Cameron? One of them is, is hooking up with Tiger Woods' ex-wife, and the other one's going to be rushing Tom Brady on uh, on Saturday night. And uh, I'm picturing know, both of them hooking yeah. up, and it's not going well. At the same time, oh, never mind. But, but but here's the thing: if Chase Young's not, you know, lighting Tom Brady up, not that yeah. you know Cameron Jordan can't do it, yeah. but you know Gronk's going to be into chip. Gronk's going to be in to help out. I just, I really see all of the pressure being on Drew Brees yeah. in the back of his mind. He's carrying the burden of this could be my last game. This could and be my last. This could be my last game. Be no run game on either side of the ball. The I, like, I, both I, the Bucks I, and the Saints stopped the run well. The Bucks have completely abandoned trying to run the ball. Like. That's just Brady drops back and slings it. Another reason why I love the Downfield. over. Yeah, the, the, the over is for sure the, the way to go. Yeah, the 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 ball's going to be in the air more, which stops the clock. The ball's going to be in the air more, which could be you know deflections, interceptions, and short fields. You know, will yield Bigger points. Players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I think all the pressures on Drew Brees. I don't think the pressures on Tom Brady. I think Tom Brady has already got it in his mind that he's coming back in 2021 to make one last run on the last year of that contract. And I think Drew Brees knows he's done. I think that he knows that the minute he loses, he's done. And I, I brought it up last week. I think there's still some some confidence rattled on this Saints team. You have the Minnesota Miracle. You have the P.I. gate, with the pass interference, where uh, they pushed off. And then last year you had the Rudolph rebound, where Kyle Rudolph basically pushed off or blocked out whatever term you want to use to get the game-winning touchdown against Kirk Cousins. So I can't help but like Tom Brady in this spot. Uh, he's the world's greatest American. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. And speaking of great Americans, that's you, man. Um, we'll uh, we'll be betting some props. We're doing some stuff with the Dynasty Warzone Patreon crew. We have got a little spinoff that is included in the, in the Dynasty Warzone Patreon that involves gambling. I think we've got maybe a dozen people in there, including me, you, and Maddie. Yeah. And uh, we're we're, uh, we're 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 pulling together and making some big bets of our own, having some fun. Uh, come out about even last week. I think we lost six dollars total. We made some big bets and uh, yeah, took 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 some big swings. We're gonna do it again this weekend. But uh, want to thank you for regardless. Yeah, it's a beauty. Yeah, man. You know, and and the props. We're not gonna get as greedy. We're not gonna you know keep doubling up every time. We're uh, we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna be a little bit more mindful in our in our strategy. But if you're curious about all that, you can either DM me at DWZ Memphis or you can just check out Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. But guys, we will be back here, and Dr. Kyle and I will be back here all the way through the Super Bowl. That'll be through I think it's February eighth, and then we'll go to once a month. We'll go to once a month. We'll cover 
Um, we'll cover the draft and some draft props. We'll cover uh, – we'll be live Wednesday the night before the draft with an update on our draft props. And then as we get into season, we'd like to have some gambling guests on. Uh, I have a couple lined up. I'd like to get Rosalie Michaels back on from DraftKings mm-hmm. and just talk some overall – you know, some betting strategy. We'll talk futures. It'll all be football, but we'll still pop by and talk gambling with you once a month in the off season. And man, then in 2021, we got a we got a full slate of uh, shows for you. We're going to have eight shows a week. That's right, rocking this show eight days a week. We're going to have Maddie Biggs on Monday. We're going to have the, the the two Kyles, the good Kyle and Doctor Kyle, and their uh, their third man Jake. They'll be doing a waiver wire and injury report on uh, Tuesdays via podcast. Jerry and I will be doing the War Zone on Wednesdays. Dr. Kyle and I will be back to talk about big bets next year on Thursdays in the podcast. Fridays will be uh, Kyle, the good Kyle, and Jake. They'll be getting you ready for the weekend of redraft action. Then Saturday, Tyler and Lou will be getting ready for DFS as well as the PropCast. And then on Sunday, the show that I'm looking the most forward to is going to be the live YouTube show. It'll only be on YouTube. And we'll be doing start sits. Dr. Kyle might answer a medical question or two. And you may get one host. You may get two hosts. You may get eight of the Dynasty Warzone hosts. But we'll be out there, man. We got we have a lot going. In a tw- Is your wife prepared for this? Is she mentally no. prepared? Well, well the, 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 the good thing is, is that the waiver, the waiver and uh, – the waiver and injury show should only be about 20, 30 minutes. I know Kyle keeps that pretty short, um, but it'll be great to have the doctor, the good doctor on there talking the injuries that uh, that plague our dynasty and fantasy rosters on a weekly basis, as well as from a gambling standpoint, we'll be doing that here on Wednesdays, but a lot going on. Please rate and review the show, again, wherever you're consuming that via podcast. And if you happen to be checking this out on YouTube, man, just subscribe. Turn those notif- notifications on or don't. You know, whatever works best for you, just remember to check back and uh, you won't miss any football content. We're going to keep you keep you chuck full of football. We'll be talking rookies and a whole lot more. But uh, Dr. Kyle, man, that's enough. Let's let's get out of here. We'll remind him of the prop cast on Saturday. But on behalf of that man, he is the dirtiest player in the game today. He is Dr. Kyle Bowser. You can follow him at DWZ underscore PT. And you can follow me at DWZ Memphis. And here at the DWZ Football Network and the Big Bet, we will remind you that money won is twice as sweet as money earned. We'll see you back here on Saturday for some DFS and some props. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team downloaded the dynasty Warzone podcast it took one day joined the patreon reached out to memphis about a situation with one of my rosters and the kind of feedback i got was hey nick why don't you give me a call uh we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when i thought i was gonna be in rebuild mode this year and that's just part of what comes with the patreon uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now join the patreon and join uh join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family thousand dollars is a cool g as we call it back home are you at liberty to play for that stanley would you prefer to play for smiles